0: Mysticism is a word that over time has been given a lot of bad press. Um, Even the Google Dictionary, as its second definition, has belief characterized by (laughs) self-delusion and dreamy confusion of thought, especially when based on the assumptions of occult qualities or mysterious agencies. The first definition is belief that union with an or absorption into the deity or the absolute or the spiritual apprehension of knowledge accessible to the intellect may be attained through contemplation and self surrender. So but even with the the second definition of google every world every major world religion includes a vein of mysticism, has a branch of that tradition that's mystical, and the experiences that they describe have more in common with each other than most of the people within a tradition have with themselves. The experiences that they have may be couched in the language of that tradition or in that culture, but the experiences sound, seen, and make the same kind of changes in their lives across cultures, across religious traditions. So it doesn't seem particularly reasonable to me to totally toss that aside if it's not my experience. We're very comfortable talking about being part of the web of all existence, the interconnected web of all existence. But if we only think of that as external relationship with air and water, that's just codependency. I mean, that's mutual need, and that's collaboration out of fear. We're, we're, we have to defend our resources because, you know, we all need them or we'll die. That might make strong alliances, but it doesn't make community. And in my mind, it doesn't equate with the interdependent web of existence because existence is a whole lot more than breath and food and walking around. Um, I love the first chapter of the Tao Te Ching. Um, There are a whole lot of different translations of it. It's short, and so I'm going to read two of them. The Tao that can be expressed is not the eternal Tao. The name that can be defined is not the unchanging name. The Jewish folks know that. Uh, Non-existence is called the antecedent of heaven and earth. Existence is the mother of all things. From eternal non-existence, therefore, we serenely observe the mysterious beginning of the universe. From eternal existence, we clearly see the apparent distinctions. In existence, we see the distinctions. In non-existence, think, from non-existence, things came. In. Anyway, um, these two are the same in source and become different when manifested. The sameness is called profundity. Infinite profundity is the gate whence comes the beginning of all Parts of the universe. That was one translation. The second is the Tao that can be told is not the eternal Tao. The name that can be named is not the eternal name. The nameless is the beginning of heaven and earth. The named is the mother of 10,000 things. Ever desireless, ever desireless, one can see the mystery ever desiring one can see the manifestations these two spring from the same source but different name this appears as darkness darkness within darkness the gate to all mystery and you know in, in the Taoist tradition the uh, yin yang shows the light in the heart of the darkness and the dark in the heart of the the likeness and that they are one. Um, anyway, Lao Tzu that going back to the origin is peace. It means reversion to destiny. Reversion to destiny is called eternity. And he who knows eternity is called enlightened. And Plato said when the soul returns into itself and reflects, It passes into the region of that which is pure and everlasting, immortal and unchangeable. Now, if even one of the the pivotal Greek philosophers can acknowledge that, if all of the mystical veins of all of the world's religious traditions can acknowledge that, What is it and how do we get to it? Mostly they tell us we get us out of the way. And mostly they tell us that that experience is not one that just happens naturally. That we have to work at it. Now... We're comfortable saying we're all in this together. We're comfortable saying, a a lot of Unitarians, I certainly can't speak for all Unitarian Universals. A lot of Unitarians are comfortable saying that everything came from the same source. And a lot are comfortable saying if whatever befalls one of us when this life is over befalls all of us when this life is over. That's not an idea that's shared in a lot of traditions. It is in some. But almost all of them talk about going back to the source in some way, shape, fashion, or form. Now, quantum physics is getting to a point where they're saying consciousness doesn't... uh, Reality doesn't uh, form consciousness. Consciousness is not shaped by our physical being and, and these things here, but our consciousness shapes these things. Over time, the things that separated were religion and science are running back into each other. What we know best is that everything changes and that what comes next is nothing we can predict. Let's see, 1918, 100 years ago. Could anybody imagine a computer? Or that you carry one around with you and can get answers to almost anything in the world by talking to something that isn't there. Talking to someone who's not there. Microwave ovens. Even what cars do now. All of these traditions tell us that if we truly want to make a difference in the world, we have to change us first. It's not a fast process, (laughs) I think it's a lifelong process. I hope I live long enough. But what I know is that even those efforts, even though it's uncomfortable to try with the five minutes that you might accidentally find yourself with sometime, because of our overcrowded lives and our tendency to want to fill them up with something because we only feel like we have value if we're busy and being productive and something external is happening. If we find five minutes and we become intentional about trying to quiet We're doing the work of justice in the world. This soup that we swim in is going to be affected by every energetic wave that moves through it. And we carry a load of those with us, don't we? We invite in. The knowing that can't be known, the hearing that can't be heard, the perceptions that can't be perceived, and the things that are beyond naming We give ourselves an opportunity in this whole to move beyond the limits of the dimensional coordinates that we are comfortable with. I applaud you on your social action. I applaud you in your justice work and your service and tireless efforts to be the change. I'm trying to roll through different resources in my head and see how many it's, it, how many of them agree that that change well, I can't even follow finish that sentence I'm sorry for a lot of people Silence and stillness is the last thing on their list they want to do with that five minutes. Might want to have a cocktail, might want to get with friends, might want to go shopping, might want to get on the internet, might want to just catch up on their email. Or uh... It's okay. If you can find another way to make rituals in your life, that center you and give you a place where your thoughts are quiet and you can listen to what's beyond you. I know there are people here that um, don't share that sentiment. But, you know, it's a free pulpit. I get to say what I think. Thomas Berry wrote, the future can exist only when we understand the universe as composed of subjects to be communed with, not as objects to be exploited. The new story of the universe is a bio-spiritual story as well as a galactic story and an earth story. Each particular being in the universe is needed for the entire universe. With this understanding of our profound kinship with all life, we can establish the basis for a flourishing earth. The stuff I was talking about where quantum physics is running into consciousness coming before reality was taken from a, a post article that was written by Dharma Master Hwansan Sumin. He's a Korean Buddhist, and apparently knows a whole lot more about quantum physics than I do. I don't know where that whole discipline is going, but what I know is that it calls into question everything we know about this reality. Particles, when they're observed, stop. Be- when they're not observed, stop being particles and become waves. You know, that's kind of old quantum physics, <laughs> if there is such a thing. What we put our attention on makes a difference. What we focus on determines whether we are contributing something positive to this soup we're all swimming in or something negative. So, our intention, our attention and creating peace in our own lives are all parts of it. Their ingredients we can add that at least in some small way affect everything around us. If you don't have any spiritual practices, I really beg and encourage you to develop some.